we're starting Daf Yud. Um, before we kind of go into the Gemara, the Gemara is going to continue with the Mishnah. And this Mishnah really deals with a lot of what we'll call the nuts and the bolts and the parts of this Mishnah that we, we, had, we had brought down originally on Chesam base deals with a lot of the nuts and bolts of Chalmai. But just to talk uh, in general, so we know we've discussed and mentioned the Mishnah Bura brings five things. So, um, and, and really the Masechta started with Rashi at the beginning, discussing, based off of Gemara and Chagiga, what is the status of doing work on Cholomoy. So there's definitely a reference to it, Midar Raisa. The Pasuk brings, right, it says that and we learned from Pesach, okay, we'll get to it, um, but, and the way the Mishnah Brewer brings it down, he says, there's a lot of deus. Okay, some hold that the Isser Malacha on Cholomoy is Midra Banan, Okay, that it shouldn't be treated, Cholmite shouldn't just be treated like a regular Yemos HaChol. We'll discuss. However, Okay, that really the Isser of Malacha on Cholomite is Menatayra. Is because the Torah built in. In other words, even though in Torah there's an Isser Malacha, the Torah built in that in Masru Lechachamim built in certain exceptions. So therefore, as far as the specifics of Malacha and Cholamite, and we've addressed this before, it's it's very very complicated. Okay, there's five general rules: Davara Avid is Mutter, um, things that you need to do for Cholamite. Um, and the Mishnah brings down a few others, which is Vishvil Payal Rabim. Okay, so he, he, he brings five, five basic ideas of five basic exceptions. However, like, and we've seen, we've already started to see, like the, where we started, right? we started at the beginning, the beginning of the Masechta, that yes, that there are, there are exceptions, but there, we also have to consider not just the, what is the tzarek, what's the need, and then what is, you know, how egregious is the avayit? Is it a maise omen? Is it a maise hedyet? So, in general, we see this concept that it could be a daraisa, could be a darabonon. It's certainly very, very chamer. And it's not like Shabbos, right? Shabbos, we just have to figure out the halacha. It's like, okay, what are you allowed to do? What are you not allowed to do? But here, it's, a lot of it is situational. So we're now going to learn in, in this daf, and really just as an intro to this daf, is we have to understand that the, the Gemara is going to bring a bunch of examples, and that's pretty much what the rest of the daf is, what, what today's daf is, is a bunch of examples really through the rest of the parak of things that are essentially exceptions. So you're not allowed to do malacha. What's malacha? What are you allowed to do? So there's going to be a lot of very specific things that were relevant in those days, which aren't necessarily relevant today. Okay, but we have to categorize them into, they're going to fit into some of these categories. We're going to talk about some terms, ma'isa'omen, ma'isa'davara of it, right? So terms that we talk about. Um, and we'll try to highlight a couple of things that could be um, practical for us. Um, but a lot of this is, like I said, it's very hard and the, the place can go through really to figure out what are the specific nuances of each case and how does it apply to us today. So let's start daf yud on the top. So we said a head yet, toifer This is about sewing. So we're saying a person who is a head yet, a regular person, needs to sew something on yantif so he can sew normally. So we want to know, hey, dummy head yet, what's considered a head yet? So I'm going to that a person who can't do the following, which would be a Maisa Omen. So how would an Omen do it? So you'd go ahead and he'd move the needle through, okay, a bunch of small, line it up, right, and then pull the needle through and have like six, or a bunch of stitches at once. So he would kind of weave the needle in and out. That's how a professional would do it, right? He wouldn't go, you know, little by little by little. He would, he would quickly put it through and with one pull of the needle, he'd be able to affect many stitches. That would be Maisa Omen. So a head yet, right, if he can't do it that way, so then he's a head yet, if, your head, and then you can go ahead and and sew normally. That if you can't, um, if you can't make a straight hem, at the bottom of your garment, if you can't make an even lachavin, an even a straight hem, okay, this would certainly be me if I tried to sew. If you can't make a straight hem, then you are considered a hedging. Okay, now, the omen, so we said, a head you can sew normally. The omen machlev. So he has to be what's called machlev. So the Gemara wants to understand my machlev. What is machlev? 
So an Oman, right, he has to do something to show that he's not doing real sewing. So he's got to do like fake sewing. What is that? Huge, wide stitches, almost like temporary stitches. Okay, or Rabavar Shmola Mershine Kalbasa. They're like dog teeth, hound's tooth. Okay, meaning that he, he does it purposely up down, not straight. So the Oman has to do something, either by making very wide stitches or up and down to show um, that he is not sewing because he's an Oman, so we're going to be extra sensitive towards this. Okay, now Tesis over here discusses what about sewing um, begadim or menalav that are ripped. Okay, so he says that if it's a tzarech hamayit, even if they're going to rip more after the mayit, it's not considered enough. And the Mishnah Brewer brings this down. Tesis says that you're not allowed to, even if it's going to rip more on the mayit. And the Mishnah Brewer says that because it's not considered enough of a kilkel, a little bit extra ripping. However, says the Shulchan Arach and uh, the, the Ramah, that if if it's a tzarech hamayid, then with a shino you can. Now we said that, let's say you bring, an uman needs to sew, so how does he have to sew? So they actually poskins that you need to do both of these things, wide stitches and up and down. Because we have a machlegis, which one it is, we don't discuss which one it is, and therefore he says you have to do both. Now, misargen esamita. So this is going to be, okay, setting up a bed. Now, let's just understand, again, a lot of these are going to be technical to the things that existed in those days. So in those days, Okay, a bed was a frame. Think of like how we have a metal frame. And then, so they would have a frame. And then there would be ropes. So the most efficient way to make a bed would be you would have ropes going both ways, kind of like a weave, what we call chassis and arif. So you'd have up, up north-south and east-west. You would put the ropes in the frame, and that's a bed. Okay? So now we're talking about you have a frame over here. So we said, what did we say in the Mishnah? The Mishnah said... <clears throat> Misargin es hamitois. So the Tanakama said, Rameir said, Misargin es hamitois. You can be misareg, the mitois, so you can do something to set up the bed. Rabbi Yaisi Amar mematchin. Mematchin standard means you can tighten. So, but what we see here is let's, let's not define or translate the words because the Gemara, we have to be flexible to how the Gemara is going to learn these words. So Tanakama holds misargin. Rabbi Yaisi says mematchin. So we want to know what is misargin, what's mematchin. So my mesagim, my mematchin, kiyasa ravdimi, so ravdimi came and said, Amar, pligi bar ravchia bar ava ravasi, vitarai yvishmede chizkia. That there's a machlaikis, ravchia bar ava, both of them coming, chizkia, rav yechanan. Chad amar, okay, we don't know who holds what, but there's two different cheetahs over here. So you want to know what's mesagin, what is mematchin? The Tanakhama Rameyer said mesagin, rabiasi said only mematchin. So chad amar mesagins means shesi va'ari. Okay, so you have a bed frame. Misargin and Tanakama holds that you can do both the north-south or the up and down and the side. Basically, you can make a weave so you can have an efficient bed. And umamatchen, that Rabbi Yossi holds, you can only do umamatchen, that is shesi beloy arev. That is only one way. Okay, you can only make one. You can't make a weave on the bed inside the, to make it into a bed in the frame. You can only do one way. V'chad amar, then no. Misargin is shesi beloy arev. Nobody holds you're allowed to do a full weave. Mesargin means you could do one way. Umimatchen, what does that mean? That if it is uh, loose, you can just tighten it. Meaning if it's already all, the bed, it's already woven in, the ropes are already there, you could just tighten it if it's a little loose. So that's a machlaikis and how to understand the machlaikis of where the mermeyer said mesargin, or yes, he said mematchen. Now, frakta gemara, one second. Aini, how could you tell me? That there is, so we said there's two ways to learn the this. Either the more Mako Shita holds, you can do both ropes, up and down and sideways. Basically, you can do all the ropes. And the means only one way. And the other way, the other mind number says that no, nobody holds, you could do the ropes both ways. The Machlagis says, can you, do, can you do the ropes only one way? Or the more Machmer Shita basically holds, you can only tighten it. So, Aini, is it true that there's a Shita that holds that? Even the most mekel shita, meaning Rameyer holds, you could only do the ropes one way. That they both are going to agree, both Rameyer, both the Tanakam and Rabbi Mafshilin means like manufacture. They would twist, okay? So like this. You can't, they both agree, you're not allowed to make rope to put it in a frame and make a bed. So they, they both hold, you're not allowed to manufacture the rope, twist the rope, essentially. Huh? What if you had the rope? So then, if you had the rope, then it's a machlekes. So we, without we're trying to say it's a machlekes, can you put the rope in the frame or not? Or can you just tighten it? And it's either machlekes, can you put it both ways? 
or you can only do it one way, or the Machlekes says, can you put it one way, or can you only tighten it and not put the rope in at all? Right? So now, So according to the Mandamar that says, that has a more makel learning here, which means that Misargin is both. Rameir holds you can do Shesi Va'arev. Umimatchen is only one way, Shesi Va'arev. So now I understand. Makes a lot of sense. Let's work from the most Machmer Shita off. Rav Yaisi holds you can only put the ropes one way. Rameir, the Tanakama holds you can do Shesi Va'arev. You can put the ropes both ways. Now comes along this other din, Rav Tachlifta Barshal, and says they both agree that you can't make rope in the first place. You can't twist new ropes. You can't make ropes. So then it makes a lot of sense. But according to the Mandamar, who learns, who has a more machmer reading of the Machlekes Rameyer and Rabbi Yisri, the Mandamar Misargin is Shesi B'loi Arev, Mimatchen Shem Hayar Rafoy, Mimatchoy. So if you want to say that Rameyer, who's the more Mekel Shitas, still holds only, you can only put the ropes one way, and Rabbi Yisri holds, you can only tighten it if it's loose. So then, hashta shesi va'arev amret loy. So if you can't even, no, even Rameir agrees, you can't do shesi va'arev. So then for sure, why would I have to come and say they both agree that you're not allowed to manufacture a rope? Of course, they both agree that you can't even do shesi va'arev. So Gemara says, you're right. Taka, kasha. It's a kasha. So we have, we bribe shver according to the more machmer understanding of the machlekes over here, meaning that Rameir, who is the more mekel shita, would hold only, you can only do shesi, only one way, okay? You can only do one way. Now, that is all in Reb Dimi. Reb Dimi says it's a machlekes, and we blibe shver on one of the ways of learning the machlekes between Rameir and Reb Yesi. Does anybody hold that misargin, you said misargin, according to one understanding, is only shesi b'loi arev? What are you talking about? Rameir, when he discusses, and that's the Tanakama, when Rameir discusses how to make a bed, he says, Hamito, you want to know when it's going to be makabal tomorrow, meaning when is it a bed? It's a bed when it's built. When is it built? That is Misha Yisareg Shabatim. It has to be Misareg three weaves. Now, how do you make a weave? Shesi Ve'arev. So we see that Misargin means Shesi Ve'arev. So there's no way to understand, there is no way to say that Misargin, according to our mayor, means we can't have a machlekes whether it means only Shesi and Arev or only Shesi. No, everybody holds that Misargin is Shesi Ve'arev. So Ella, he says, Kiyasa Ravin Amar. So he's going to learn the Machlekes differently. Kiyasa Ravin Amar. Bin Misargin, Meaning what? When the Tanakama says Misargin, or Mayor says Misargin, that is Shesi Ve'orev. It has to be a real weave. Meaning the only thing that Mayor says Misargin. Meaning you can go ahead and you can make a weave. Both ways. Now, Rabbi Ella Ki What is Mimachin? Rabbi said, no, you can't make a weave. Essentially, now the way Rav is learning the Gemara, Rameir holds Misargin, you can make a full weave, Shesi Barib. Rabbi Yaisi holds Mimatchen. Now, the Samachlikis, what is Mimatchen? What does Rabbi Yaisi hold? Mar Sever Mimatchen is one way. So that this would be similar to the first Chad Amar like we learned in Rav Dimi. Mar Sever Mimatchen, Shesi Beloy Arev. Umar Sever, Shemhoyo Rafa Mimatchai. Okay, that, and this is not like the second Chad Amar, because again, what we said is here, what Rabin is saying is that everybody's going to agree, Misargin Rameyer holds, that you're allowed to make the bed, you're allowed to put the ropes in Shesi Ve'ari. The only thing that's a machlekes here is Rabbi Yeshishi, to Rabbi Yeshishi is more machmer. When he said his machmer, he's like, oh no, all you could do is either one way, or you could only tighten it. Now, may say we're going to ask a kasha on this. You can be Misargin, and of course, you can be Mematchen, subject to our definition of Mematchen. So he says you can only be Mematchen and not Misargin. So now we now have a third sheet, right? Armish only had two sheets. Rameir said Misargin, Rameir said Mematchen, which we now said is subject to a, a, a understanding what is Mematchen. Either it means one way rope or only tightening. Now we have a third sheet that says you can't do nothing. You can't even be Mematchen. So, so now, according to the Mandamar that says Mematchen is putting ropes one way, so then I understand. So now it's a very logical argument. Rameir says you can put the ropes both ways. Rabbi Yaisi says you can put the rope one way. And a third sheet that says you can't put ropes down at all. Because you're not allowed to, 
it's too, again, all the problem, the problem here, and I didn't speak this out before, is it's tircha, right? Putting together a bed, weaving a bed is a tircha issue. So again, we said all, a lot of this is subjective. Vimayed, the Rabbanan didn't allow this. It was Masru Chachamim, the Chachamim have the, the power. They said, you can't make a bed. Now it's Machlegis, what? So now, okay, I understand the three shitas. So Rameir holds, you can make a, a full weave. Rabbi Yaisi holds, if you say Mematchen means one way, one rope is okay. And the Yisharim says, no, you can't put any, you can't put any ropes in the bed. Too much tercha. However, but if you want to tell me that what is holds, you can make a full weave. holds, you can't put any ropes, you can just tighten it. Then what does the Yesh Emrim hold? Why shouldn't you be able to tighten it? What's the big deal? Why is this a tercha? What's the problem over here? You're not inserting anything in, you're not manufacturing, you're not building. You're just tightening something that already is there. So the Gemara says, yeah, still, in, keeping the Efshel, Lamali, Bimani, Loitarchinon, Lamaisa, you could fill up the space with clothing and stuff, with Kalem, and therefore the whole thing, Rashi says, is the Havi Tarech, the Loitarch. Okay, it's, it's, it's something you don't need to do. You don't need to tighten at all. You don't need to busy yourself with fixing the bed at all, according to the Yishayimim. You could just put Kalem under there, and then you'd be able to use it. Okay. I guess it's less of a tircha. Yeah, it's less. It's less of a tircha. Now, you know, this is like the old. We had this in, in. We had this in in Shabbos, right? More trips with 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 smaller things or bigger things is more tircha. So again, a lot of this is subjective. So how exactly to understand that? Um, you know, I, I I can just tell you what Rashi says here, that it's a tircha shalatzarich. Um, okay, now we're going to talk about. Mamidin, Zakta Mishnah, Mamidin, Tanur Vikirayim, Virechayim, Bemayid. You can, so what is Mamidin? Rashi says you can build, build anew. So you could build an oven. That's what he's saying. You can manufacture a new oven on Yantif. Now, we're going to, at the very end of what we're going to learn today, which is the beginning of Yudalif, we're going to finalize some of this. But again, that is the way Rashi learns. Tysus learns that this Mamidin, that we're saying Mamidin Tanur means, that you could do final assembly, not full manufacturing. But what's important here is, at least according to the way Rashi says it, and, and the Ritva adds some color to this. He says that even if it's a Maisa Uman, it's going to be Mutter. Why? So again, Maisa Umar, that's, like that's the hardest one to get through, right? There's a lot of things we're going to say, even if something's a Tzarech it's only for Maisa Hedya. Can you do work? Well, if it's a Tzarek HaMayit and it's a Maisa Hedya, then the answer is yes. Maisa Omen normally will say no. Except that here, these things are Tzarek HaEchel Nefesh. So when we come to Tzarek HaEchel Nefesh, then we've had this before. And the Mishnah Bruis says this. The Tzarek HaEchel Nefesh, that even Tzarek HaYisera we allow. The Ritva, like I said, he says that even Maisa Omen will allow. So again, these are things because it's Echel Nefesh, like we saw, we saw a similar idea when it came to the makeup, right? With the woman with the makeup, we said that even Tircha Yisera, even I think Maisa Omen was the way we explained it, Isha right? We, we had that in yesterday's daf. So again, certain things, but certainly Eichel Nefesh, which is the big one, what we're saying is even Maisa Omen's allowed. So therefore, at least the way according to the Rashi understands Mamidin means we'll allow you to manufacture an oven because it's Eichel Nefesh, even though it's Maisa Omen. Okay, Virei Chaim, and it's a millstone. So a millstone was used for grinding wheat kernels into flour. So if I needed to make flour, again, it's an Eichel Nefesh, so we can be Ma'amidin, going to Rashi, we can manufacture. Rabbi Yehuda Eimer, Ein Mechabshin Eserechayim Betchila. You cannot be Mechabesh. Now we have to understand what is Mechabesh. Zok de Gemara. So, my Mechabshin, okay, so we're not going to come back to ovens for a little bit. We might have it in the Bryce a little bit, but let's, let's focus on, on the millstone, the Rechayim over here. So the way, um, the way a millstone normally works is you'd put uh, the, the grain in, it would fall through some sort of hole, okay? And then the piece of grain would sit among two pieces and an animal would turn the millstone and those two pieces would rub against each other and it would turn the kernel into flour, okay? Something like that. Uh, I did not, uh, didn't study it, but that's the basic idea. So now, my mechabshin. So what is mechabshin? Meaning over here, Rabbi Yehuda said, Ein mechabshin is rechaim. So the Tanakhama holds you can manufacture a millstone. Rabbi Yehuda says, you can't be mechabshin rechaim betchila. Right, which means at the beginning, it sounds like to fix it, whatever this machabshin is would be allowed. The, the, the Tanakhama says you can manufacture everything anew, the whole thing, whole kit and kabuto. He Now we're talking about machabshin. So what's machabshin? My machabshin, Rabbi Huda Aimer, he says it's menaker rechaya. So it's to cut new grooves, meaning, like we said, that how does a millstone work? There's two parts 
that rub against each other so to catch the kernel, it has to have grooves in there so that when they, when they turn, right, it'll, it'll grind it into flour. So if it got, very, it got used a lot, so then they got smoothed out, so you have to cut new grooves. So that is one man. It's talking about the hole that the tfua goes through. So you put the tfua through, it falls through a hole and kind of like feeds it. It's like the feeder, feeder tube for the, for the tfua, for the grain. So now we're going to ask a kasha. So there's two ways to understand a kasha. You're allowed to go ahead and manufacture. Okay, you can't finish it. So you can be ma'amed, but you can't be goimer. Okay, you can't finalize it. You can, full manufacture. Rabbi Yehuda Aimer Mishmai. Okay, this is Rabbi Yehuda, meaning we want to understand Rabbi Yehuda over here, because Rabbi Yehuda was the one in our Mishnah who said, Ein Mechabshin Esrechaim Betchila. And we're trying to understand what does Mechabshin mean. We have a Machlik. Is this Mechabshin to cut new grooves or to make the hole for the tool to go through? So we, now Rabbi Yehuda says, Mishmai, Mishem Rabbi Eliezer, Mamidin Es Hachadosha, Umechabshin Es Hayishana. You could be mechabish in old ones. So now like this. There is another sheet that says you can't be mechabish at all. Now, so let's go, let's focus on Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda says, You can't be mechabish. So if you tell me that what's mechabshin is to cut grooves, so then I understand. I understand. Very simple. I had an old millstone. It was got very well used. It gets the chalamite and the grooves smoothed out. So now I can't, can't catch the grain and I can't grind it into flour. Okay, so you cut new grooves. That makes sense. That it's the hole for the tool to go through. Well, how do you have an old, millstone, an old working millstone that didn't have a feed or two for Tua. It would be ineffective completely. Okay? So, what are you talking about? So the Gemara says, we're saying is, you want to widen it. Okay? So that's what, and then there's okay, so we have no raya. Either way, is make some sort of repairs. Rabbi Yehuda says that either cut grooves or to make a hole or to widen the hole that he's saying that you would be allowed, or be who the holds you would be allowed to cut grooves on an existing one or to make a hole, to widen the hole, but you can't make a new one. Now, Rav Huna, Shamaluhu Gavra, so he heard a certain, a certain guy to come and not Okay, so he was cutting grooves on his mill, on Cholomayid. Amar, he said, Man hai, Ischal Gufe. This guy, he should be mischalel his guf, meaning he should die essentially. To come machel chalal demayda. So we see how chomer chalamayid is. Ah, this guy, he's cutting grooves on chalamayid. Okay, I. What's the problem? We said the Tanakama holds. You can the rabbanon hold. You can set it up new, old. Makes no difference. Rabbi Yehuda said you can't cut. You only can't uh, cut grooves according to one way of understanding it is on a new one, but an old one you could. So he holds like Savalaki Yesh Aimrim, the Yesh Aimrim in the Brisa that we just quoted. We have Yesh Aimrim Mechabshin Kol Iker that you can't even repair or refurbish an existing mill by cutting grooves. So that is how, that is how Rav Huna held. Darash Rav Chama, Neikru Rav Chama, however, argued and said, you can do this, you can cut grooves with Mayid. Okay? And it sounds like even. Even the Rishonim learned this, that even new. He, Rav Chama says, he doesn't, he doesn't differentiate between new and old, meaning whether it's an existing refurbishment or a new, uh, brand new mill. Okay, so that now we got through the specifics of, of, of the mill over here. Now we're gonna, let's move on to concept. This has some practical nafkaminas. So doing things, let's Adam or behema. Okay, for a person or for a behema. So Rameir Amar, Afilusus Shirachavalov, Vikamar Shirachavalov, Mutter Litol Tsupanaya Bachol Shamaid. So now, to ride a, a animal that you would ride on, a sus or a chamar, so you're allowed to cut the nails. Why? Because it's painful the, to, for the animal if it has nails, so you can go ahead and cut it. Now, Tysis over here, now this has practical nafkaminis. Tysis go, goes ahead and he discusses that Pirish Batisis Litzar Chamoy and Mashrisha Asr Lurko Bechinam. So this says that this that you're allowed to ride a horse or a sus is only in Sarah However, other Rishayim of the Rush and the Shulchan Aruch Pasos will be very practical enough. You know, you're allowed to drive a car on Yontif for, not for a Meaning just to go from point A to point B, not if it's a Sarah 
are you allowed to drive your car? So Tosis would seem to say, no, you can't ride on a horse. Um, the Rush, and like I said, and the Shulchan Aruch Paskins that you are able to, it's mutter. Okay, however, the way that it, it in Rosham Zalman says that specifically a car, because it's only Din Havara, there's no Din of Havara Yantav at all, and that's why you're allowed to ride the car. However, others say that, um, that there could be some issues with it. But either way, so we see here, okay, again, according to the Shulchan Aruch, you're allowed to ride a horse. You're allowed to ride a horse just to ride a horse, not even if it's a Sarah Hamayim. But what does that mean? That means you wouldn't be able to, let's talk about horse, and then we can translate this into car repairs, right? You're, you're ASA. Okay, so, but you can't, here we're saying to cut the nails, okay, that has to be, in order to do an avoida to cut the nails of the horse, then you have to be using the horse for a tzarech So to use the horse, he's saying, Titus doesn't agree with this, but we're saying that you could go ahead and use the car. To repair the car, meaning because this is a maisehedya, cutting the nails of the horse is a maisehedya, it doesn't require an omen to do it. So too, it would seem like that if you needed to, if you needed to use your car on chalamayid, and something broke, and it was a standard repair, you needed to inflate your tire or whatever it is. So then, if it's a Sarah Hamayid, then you would be able to fix it on your own. It's a Maisa Hedya. Now, the question is, what about Maisa Oman? Right, now that's the big question. What about Maisa Oman? Because Maisa Oman ostensibly should be Usr. So if you need to take your car to a mechanic, are you allowed to take your car to a mechanic? Yes or no? Oh, one other point before we even get there. There is a Nidan, and the Shulchan Aruch Paskins this way, that Litiol. To go on vacation, to go on a Chalmai trip, that's considered a Tzarech Hamayid. Okay, so that, so even, doesn't need to be, you know, I need to go get food for young, you know, I need to get food for dinner for, for, for Mayid. He says, even to go on a trip, Latiul is considered a Tzarech Hamayid, that's what the Shulchan Aruch says. And, um, but going back to what happens if my car is going to need a mechanic? Maiso Uman can't fix a regular, regular, regular person. So then like this, it, there are some Paiskim that say that since it's a, if it's a Tzarek HaMayid, even though it's a Maisa Oman, and normally we'll say Tzarek HaMayid, only Maisa Hedyet's allowed, not Maisa Oman. However, that a car is so commonplace in our lives that it's on the same thing as we spoke about, like an Isha B'Takshatah, makeup, or like Eichel Nefesh, where we said there are certain things which are so allowed, so commonplace, that you could even do my summon. So there are some places that will allow you to bring your car to a mechanic, if not, not to bring it to get a fix for after, but even though it's my summon, to even go ahead and fix your car. Okay, so there's some practical, fun stuff. Again, for all the stuff, ask your local Orthodox rabbi, but I'm just bringing it in because we have a bunch of things talking about millstones over here and cutting the nails of horses. How does that apply to us? We see that there are a lot of practical nafkaminas, uh, for how we paskin. So now, so this we said that if you have to use your horse, so then we said you can cut the nails. Now, but for the, so what would power the, the rechaim, the millstone? That would be a chamar, a donkey. So there you can't. Why? Because you're only allowed to grind enough wheat for what you need to eat on Yantaf, a little bit. And for a little bit, it's not going to hurt the chamar. It's not running uh, six miles. It's just going to turn the mill a little bit. So therefore, that's going to be also. Rabbi Huda Shari Lamishkal Tufra Lachamri allowed to go ahead and put hooves on a donkey. Lachamri de Rechaya, Uluukmi Rechaya, and to set up a mill, Mibni Rechaya, to build one, Mibni Amas Rechaya, to build the base of a mill, Mibni Uraya, to build a pen for. Uh, for cattle, again, these are all things that like, we're, we're going to try to say. I think well, the, Gemara, the way the Gemara is learning this, these are all things that are either tzarech of the Adam or a tzarech of the animal. It's a tzarech of the mayed, okay? And therefore, it's a, and these are all maisehedyet. So anybody can do it. So go ahead and you can set this up. Rav Sharalus Sruki Susaya, he allowed to comb the sus, a karfita, to build a feeding trough, l'mibnei itztaba, to build like a, you know, a thing that they have, uh, you know, a, a stage or whatever. Okay. Rav Asher Lamishkel Dama Lebehema to be Makiz Dam Bechol Demaya Dama Lebehema Tiny Demaseyelach. I have a raya to you. Makiz and Dama Lebehema Vein Meinan Refua Lebehema. You can be, you can do a Kazaz Dam. That's a medical treatment for the animal. And you don't hold back any sort of veterinary treatments for the animal. Bechol Shemai. Rav Asher Lakasusei Kirmi. So he allowed to press garments. Again, this is something that you needed for a Mayid. And it's a Maisa Hedyot. Let's put this all in that same category. My time in Maisa Hedyot, who, as the Gemara says, we see it's a Maisa Hedyot to press your shirt, your pants, to iron your shirt. Amar of Yitzchak Ma'ami, Amar of Chista. However, Kitri Biri, but to make pleats in the sleeve, that is a Maisa Uman. That's also my time in Maisa Uman, who. So even though it's a Tzarek Yandif, 
What do we see? We see even something that's a tzarich yantif. I want pleats in my in my baged for yantif. Still, if it's a ma'aseh omen, it's going to be aser. I'm a rabbi. Mad maskil ara. Okay, so now again, we're going to talk about some. These are very specific things, but and again, we we see here how subjective a lot of this is. So to clear maskil amar rabbi mad maskil ara to clear an area of land. Adaita de Beidari, to turn into a threshing floor, meaning to thresh, to make food, so that would be allowed. Shari. Adaita da'ara, but to clear the, the land or to prepare the land to go ahead and plant stuff, that would be usr. So the same avoid that you're doing, depending on what you're doing it for, would be usr winter. That's why these hulchas chalamite are very complicated. So now, hechi dummy. So how are you going to know? So we're going to, we are going to bring some examples of here. How are you going to know? How do you know if you're preparing the land to plant or you're preparing it to thresh? So the says practically, So if you're leaving, means mounds. So if you're leaving it mounds on top of mounds and pits on pits, what we're saying is if the ground, you're leaving the ground uneven. So you're working on the land, but you're leaving it uneven. Guess what? Then it's a daita. You have to change the gear. See here? A daita da'ara. So then it means you're preparing it to plant. Because if you think about like Harisha, when you, plow, when, when you go to plow the land or you prepare the land to, to, to plant, there's mounds in the land. So if you're working the land and you're leaving it, it's not flat. You're not flattening it out. So then obviously you're preparing it for some sort of planting. Shako molyo v'shadda minatza. If you take the, you know, the mounds and you put it in the pits, so basically you flatten out the land, guess what, adaita, again, here you change the gears again, the beidari. That would be the beidari because you're actually flattening out. So we see you want it, a threshing floor needs to be flatter than ground for planting. Next example, Vamarava, Haiman, Dezachi, Zichi, somebody who's clearing, again, clearing an area of wood, adaita, CV, if you're doing it for firewood, shari, it's going to be mutter. Adaita, da'ara, if you're trying to prepare the land, again, to, to, to just to use the land, then it's going to be usr. Hey, dummy, how do we know which one you're doing? Shuckle, Ramavibi, Zutri. If you take the big pieces of wood and you leave the little ones, so what are you showing? I want the, you're not going to sp- waste your time with little tiny twigs. So you're taking the big wood because you want that for firewood. Okay, then you know it's a daitititzivi. Shuckle, Ramavibi, Zutri. However, if you clear everything, then guess what? You're not doing it for the benefit of the wood. You know why you're taking all the wood? Because you're trying to benefit the land. Clear the land. Then it's a daita da'ara. Another example. Amarava. Haiman de pasach maya la'ara. So let's imagine that a person had a field that was adjacent to a, a stream, or there was a okay. And if he wanted to water, if he wanted to water his field, so he'd have like a gate, a lock, like the Panama Canal. He'd have a lock that he'd open, and that would allow water to flow into his field, and that would water his field. So we're saying like this. So. Haiman, the Pasach Mayalaara, a person that opens the lock or the gate to allow the water into his field, Adaita de Kavra, if he wants to fish, so he's opening the stream so he can get fish, then it's Shari. Adaita da'ara, but to water your land is going to be Asr. Hey, Chidami, what's the. Yeah, but here we're talking about where you, you, you don't, it's not a Davara Avad, okay? There's, whatever situation you're not allowed to water your land, we're saying is here you can't do it for the water. Okay, so, hechi dummy, pasach tre bave. So like this, if you open two locks, okay, so like this, think about this, ingenious. So if the guy opens the gate at the beginning of his field and his field slopes downwards, so he allows the river water in. Now the river water with the fish comes across his field. Then he opens the gate at the bottom of his field and it, it leaves, the fish stay on his field. So it's an effective way to fish, that would be mutter. Right, pasach trebave chan me loy the upper gate, but chan me tatoi he opens both gates, so then the water is just passing through his field. The hechetinsa for the fish to stay on his field, okay. Then a daita the kavri that's for fishing. Pasach chan baba, but if you only open one lock and you don't open the bottom one, so then obviously you want you want the water to stay in your field. Then it's a daita the arab. Amar Rava Haiman the pasach dekel if you strip a dekel tree. So again, you could have you could be doing this for the two different reasons. Adaita dechi dechiusa shari. If it's for food for your animal, so then it would be allowed. You're preparing food for your animal. That's fine. Adaita dekla. However, that's also an effective way to prune and better the tree. So if you're trying to prune the tree, that's going to be aser. Hey chidami. Again, how do you know? Shakol kule mechad gisa. So if you take, if you only strip one side. So then that's going to be a daita dechiusa mehai gisa mehai gisa. But if you strip all sides, so then obviously you're doing it to better the tree. Similar again, we see all these subjective things. Let's say you have unripe dates. So 
one way to soften it, to eat it, would be to cut it. So that would be allowed. Maitzinu, to squeeze out the juice, that is going to be usher. Why? Because when you're squeezing out the juice, what are you doing? You're getting rid of the juice to, to prepare it to have dried, uh, dried dates. Tzmukim. Okay, and therefore to dry things. And therefore, you're preparing for chol. You're not, that's not to eat today. So therefore, we're not going to allow you to go ahead and squeeze out the juice. Rav Papa Amar, keeping the misli'i, since they'll get wormy, okay, they're in an in-between stage. It's like prakmachia trade that is going to get lost, okay, meaning you're going to lose, then it's going to be allowed. Bama Rava, now is a big sugya. Bama Rava, prakmachia kolshahu aser. To do any sort of business is aser. Lasos schaira b'cholamai. Buy and sell. Amar Rabbi Yisi bar oven u'bedavara avad mutar. Taviyat davara avad is going to be mutar. What is a davara avad? So Tosis here says, "Sees me mashma avalim lo yafsin min akaren ela shelo yarviach kolkach ein zechoshiv davara avad." Tosis seems to say that if you are not going to lose the karen, meaning okay, so let's let's talk specifics. Let's say you have goods and. The goods will get spoiled if you don't sell them. Everybody holds that's a davar oven. Or if they'll go down in value, okay? That is, they, they, it's going to be short expiration. They have expiration date. It's going to be short expiration. If you don't sell it on Yantif, okay, you're going to run into issues. You're going to lose what you have. That's considered davar oven. Taisa says that losing opportunity does not count. Rashi seems to be mashma. It's a little... Hard if you read Rashi, Davar Avin Mutter Shem Yeshlei Hefsin Im Lo Yasena Lo Isus Charem Mutter Lasaisa Avol Bechinam Just to turn the goods into money, you want to just turn it into cash. You have a thousand dollars worth of stuff, and you just need a thousand dollars. You're not going to make money. So then he says Shaloi Larbiach Aser and Mashmas. I think the Mashmas in Rashi is the way I read it is that um, is that if you're going to actually make profit and it's an opportunity lost, that you could go ahead and that's considered Davar Avin. Right. So here's the big question. If I miss out on a business deal, is that considered davar avad? Nothing venture, nothing gain. So this is a big need done in the Rishonim. The Rishonim in those days, because they lived a little bit of a history over here, but um, it, they, the Rishonim lived in, in the times where it was ruled, Europe was ru- ruled by the Christian church. Uh, Christians, like Jews, believe you're not allowed to lend money with ribbis, except that where we have heteriska and we have certain ways to do it, they don't have any of those. So they made the Jews their moneylenders in those days. So the question is moneylending, which is not prakmachia, and the Rishonim the, the Rishon are actually chalik, they're mechalik, between prakmachia, where you're buying and selling, you have to inspect the goods, you have to make sure they're good, it's a lot more tircha than just lending money. They held that, there are a bunch of Rishonim, some say it's also, but some, a bunch of Rishonim that held, or Tam, I think the Rush also says that moneylending would be mutter. Okay, so again, that's the idea of you know, uh, deals, doing deals. You're allowed to do deals on Cholomite. Money lending, it seems like doing deals. If you're not touching goods, there are some that say it would be usher. Um, but the big question here is, like I said, opportunity cost. That's what's not clear. It's Machlechus and Rishonim. If I'm going to lose out, so I'm not going to lose money. I have $1,000 worth of stuff. I could sell it tomorrow. I have an opportunity that comes to me on Yontef where I can make an extra $300. I'm not going to lose Right, my call. I'm not going to lose, but but I'm, I'm an opportunity to make more money. Is that considered davar oven or not? Lamaisa, the it seems like the Ramah paskins that in then you can do the business betzina, and the beisayisif adds on, but you should be mitzi So spend a little extra on your yantef food. Okay, so you're going ahead, you're doing something. You see here, like, how, how like, subjective this is. So do the deal to make the money, but then spend some more on, on Yontif. Okay, so I said, the call, merchandise that would go bad, that's considered a you're allowed to do. It's mashram from Tysus that losing the opportunity to make more money is, consi- is not considered davar of it, it would be usr. But like we said, other Rishayim argue that lost opportunity of profits or to buy on a deal is considered davar of it. And again, the Shulchan Aruch there says specifically that in those cases, you can go ahead and do the deal, spend some extra money on Yontif. Okay, again, look, ask your local Orthodox rabbi, but I just thought it was interesting. Ravina, Havaleahu Iska, but yet we see al of the Gemara brings the case, even though it's Davar Avon Mutter, Ravina, Havaleahu Iska, he had a certain business deal, Davon Mizavon Mishisa Alfi, he had the opportunity on Cholomai to sell it for $6,000. She Lizvune Basar Cholomai, he waited, and guess what? Vizune Betracer Alfi, he sold it for $12,000. Ravina, Havamasek Zuzi Bivne Akra, the Shunasa. 
So now Ravina was owed money by some people in the city called Akra de Shunisa. Also, so he came, Ravina came to Ravashi, and he said, Can I go on Cholmite and collect the money that's owed to me? Okay, it's some sort of business he's doing, right? He's owed money. So Amar Lehi, Ravashi said to him, Since today is a day where you could find them, but on other days it would be harder to collect. Therefore, it has a den of Prakmatra of it. So again, if there's an opportunity to collect money and it would be much more difficult after Cholomite, we're going to consider that a Davara of it. We see the same thing by Avodazara, Kiagama. Meaning there's a certain Kula we build in when it comes to doing business as far as opportunity to do things easier or better that will allow you. What do you mean? Hochen liurid shall akum. You can go, so in those days, so you can go to a original akum is like a Gaiish fair. So there, right, they were big, uh, so their business conferences were centered around some sort of Vaidazara uh, fair. But who would come? The lawyers, all, all the trades people would come, to, that was the business fair, right? It was all done, okay, maybe the Vaidazara would get some of the money out of it, so there would be a benefit. So we said you can go to the original Akum. You can go to the Gaiish courts, even though normally we don't allow it. So we're saying that even though Rashi says, you can go to the Malakais, the because at the fair, yes, it's an Avaidazar affair, but that's where everybody is. So if you want to make sure you're going to have the right notaries and the right lawyers and the right people signing the documents, so you want to make sure it's going to be enforceable later. So you're going to do business. Therefore, the Yom Achrin Loi Loi Shari. So to keep in the Hashdu the Mishkachas, then you're going to find all the people you need. The Yom Achrin Loi. You're not going to be able to find the right person to certify your documents or to or to sign off on the trade or whatever it is, and you can have a chance to lose money. Therefore, we'll allow you, even though you're going to your original Akum Rav Sharala. Okay. So now let's go back to things that we're going to allow to do for. Um, Okay, things that we're going to allow to do, it looks like for Eichel Nefesh. Rav Shara Lechia Bar Ashi, Lamigdal Uri, Bechul Demaida. So he allowed him to build bur, uh, fish traps. Uri are fish traps, the Cholmai. My time and my Sahed you do. So again, it's Tzarech, I guess it was a Tzarech of the Mayed. Okay, it was a Tzarech of the Mayed, so he allowed it. Avil Isli Usser. Okay, but bird traps, that, those are going to be Usser. A lot, right? Birds, you have to, so fish is in like, you're in the water. You're two-dimensional. You just have to catch it. To catch a bird, you're in you're three dimensions. It's a lot more difficult. You need a much more complex trap. And therefore, he held that that was us for my time. A Maisa Uman who, that is a Maisa Uman. Rav Yehuda Shara Le'ami Tanura. So it seems like that Mandamar would hold that Maisa Uman, even for something that is Eichel Nefesh, would be Aser. Rav Yehuda Shara Le'ami Tanura. So this was a guy, right? Ami the Tanner maker. Lemigdal tanure to manufacture tanurim or the rav bar asfi lemigdal again to make sieves, right? So again, he allowed them to make ovens and sieves, and it seems like even if it was ma'aseh omen, professional oven and sieve makers, because these are eichel nefesh. Ani tani rabbi shmuel v'shavin she'ain goyin tani lechachila. I tani rabbi bar shmuel said you can't go out and manufacture ovens. The marshal like hasha kavi ma'asechama kavi ma'asechshamim. The way Rashi explains this is what he what's be ma'asechama ma'asechshamim. Tesis will have to learn this different way. If you remember, Tesis held that you're not allowed to manufacture an oven. So Tesis is a long Tesis over here on Rabbi Yehudan. You don't know, he learns a different way. But let's just push it, learn this in Rashi, that you're allowed to manufacture ovens. So I, we're saying, how can you manufacture? We see that you're not, you're not allowed to. He said, no, it depends. Be a Maisachama, I guess, Pesach time. Okay, so the oven will be able to uh, uh, bake. It'll be able to, basically, it will be able to be finished dry and be able to be used on Yantif. So it's Tzarech Nefesh, manufacturing an oven, even though it's a Maisa Omen, for an oven, if you're going to be able to use it on Yantif, so then you can go ahead and do it. But if it's Yemais HaGashamim, Yemais HaGashamim, Rashi says, Yemais HaGashamim, Kalemur, Kshayor, Yenagasham, Beregel, Kegoyim Besukas, Ain Oisin Taner. Then you can't manufacture an oven, Lepisha, Ain a Yavesh, La Alter, it won't dry out. Ala Achar Regel, the oven, Tircho Shalit Tzarech HaRegel. So again, if we're going to allow you to manufacture an oven, if you're going to be able to use it on Yantif, but if you're not going to be able to use it, then we won't. I'll just do a lot of halacha, so I'll just do a quick review here. I say quick, probably won't be that quick. So the cholos are not allowed to be made at all then? Huh? The 
But he said the Bacholos are not allowed to be made then. Sorry? You said the Bacholos are not allowed to be made at all then? Bacholos, no, we allowed. We allowed, we allowed those, oh, so I guess, again, in a way, yeah, yeah. And the only reason oven, we were machalic because whether you're going to be able to use it on yontif or not. But Maholta, it seems like it's not dependent on rainy season or not. Okay, so we said, we first started, just to go back to the last mission, talking about stitching, right? Can you do stitches? So we said a head yet, meaning if the guy can't go ahead and do, with one pull of the string, do a bunch of stitches or sew a straight uh, hem. So then we said, Okay, then he's, he's in Hadyeh, and then he can sew normally, but the omen has to be machlev. We said there's two different translations to machlev. Either it means wide stitches, or it means um, up and down, like shine kalbasa, like, like dog teeth, hound's tooth, hound's tooth. Okay, um, then we had this homachagis, a mesargan mita. The mayor in the, in the Mishnah said you could be mesargan the mita, which we said, imagine a frame with ropes. Rabbi Yehuda said mematchen. So Rabbi Dimi said it's a machlekes, both what does mesargan mean and what does machlekes mean. There's one man, Amar, who says, that Mesargin is both ways and Bematchen is only one way. Then there's another Mandamar who says that it's Mesargin is one way and Bematchen means just to tighten it. And we ask the Kasha, okay? We ask the Kasha according to, uh, right, because we said that everybody holds, you can't manufacture ropes. Well, if everybody holds, you also can't do Shesi Va'arev, meaning the second way of explaining Rameyer, who was the more Mekel Shita, who could still only hold, you can only do it one way. So if everybody holds, you can't do Shesi Bar, then of course everybody holds that you can't uh, manufacture ropes. Okay, so that was, we blibe Shver. Robin came along and said that, no, there is a Machlegis here, but not a Rameyer. Everybody, because Masar, he asked the Kasha, right? It says Misargin, we talk about for Tumah, that you have to have Shalish Batinim in three weaves. So we see that the only way to be, to be, to be called a bed, according to Rameyer, is Misargin is by weaving. That's Shasi Vilar, both ways. So that's out, nothing to talk about. The whole question is Mematchen, okay, which we said there's a Machlegis. Is it, is Mematchen, um, is Mematchen only Shasi Beloy Arev? Or, Oh, I messed up on the notes here. Okay, I'll have to correct it and send it out again. But um, is is mematchen shesi v'loy arev? Or if it's rafay mematchen, I copied another part here. Okay, so we said, and then there's a yesh aymar, a yesh aymrim, who even holds more machmers. It's basically the three. Rameir holds misargin, which according to Rav means, means shesi v'arev. Rav Yehuda holds, or, I'm sorry, Rav Yehuda holds mematchen, which we said either means one way or just to tighten it. And there's a yesh aymrim, you can't do anything. We asked the kasha, why can't you do, why can't you even tighten it? So, right, well, what would be the problem? So we said, ah, the reason why tightening could be a problem is because it's still tircha, because you could just, you could have just filled that area with, with clothing or kalim, Okay, and you wouldn't need to do anything at all, so it's tercha. Okay, then we discussed mamidin, right? So manufacturing new, a tanor verechayim. Okay, and then we said, Rabbi Yehuda said, ein mechabshin betchilo. So what's mechabshin? We had a machleke. So either it means cutting new grooves or making a hole. Okay, we asked the kasha, if you tell me it's a hole, I don't understand, then Rabbi Yehuda holds, you're allowed to make a hole for, an, for a refurbished one. Well, how do you ever have a rechayim without a hole, a feeder tube for the tua? So we said, that, no, you want to widen it. Okay, that's what it's talking about over here. Now, Rav Huna, like the Yesh Oymrim of Rav Yehuda said, remember we had, he had the story, he heard them doing it, he said, Afil l'chabish rechayim yashan, even to refurbish, to make, to make roofs is going to be aser. Okay, remember he came along, he said, he had pretty nasty words for the guy. He said, Ischil man hai aschil gufa de kamachel chol de He said on the bottom of Yud. Okay, that was Rav Huna. And Rav Chama said, no, you can be menachem rechayim. Seems like the Tanakam or the Chachamim that even a new one would be allowed. Okay. Then we went through a bunch of things that are mutter l'tzerech adam behema. We said a sus or chamar that you're riding on, you're allowed to cut the nails because it's sar, but not for rechayim because you're only going to grind a little bit and that doesn't create so much sar. Uh, Rav Yehuda allowed, okay, even for the rechayim, but he also, he, he also allowed, um, right, so he allowed cutting the nails for the rechayim and he allowed all these things setting up a rechayim, um, assembling, putting the base on, etc., etc. We had itztava, we had all these things that you were allowed to do, refes bakar, okay, and we allowed Rava, or Rava said you're allowed to comb the animal. Again, all these things were tzarech of either the adam or the animal, and as a maisa hedjit, so we said it's going to be mutter. However, like Rav Chista saw it, said that kitri biri, to make pleats, which are maisa oman, that was going to be aser. Okay, then we had a bunch of examples that we said, again, it's totally subjective, it looks like you could be doing, it's very similar action, but depending on what you're doing for it, it would be usher. So the first example was 
to prepare, if you're work, preparing the ground, so we said if you're doing it for a threshing floor, that would be mutter, meaning how do you know? Because you're making it flat, you're taking the mounds and putting it where the pits are, so you're, you're flattening it out, that's the threshing floor. But lizria, right, if you're doing it to plant, that's gonna be usher, meaning leaving the ground moundy, but you're still working the fields, that's gonna be usher. Clearing up wood, so again, if you're collecting wood to burn, meaning you're just taking the big wood, but you're leaving the little ones, that's going to be mutter. However, if you're trying to prepare the land, again, you take all the wood, that would be usher. Again, we said opening the, the water, you know, the, the lock, the, you know, the dam, the gate, to allow the water in to your field. So if you're doing it to fish, meaning how do we know? Because if you open the bottom one and the water goes to the top and the bottom and the fish just stays in your field, that's going to be mutter. However, if you just open the top gate and you don't open the bottom one, so then it shows you you're trying to water your field, it's going to be usher. We said again, stripping the deckel tree for Michael Behema would be mutter. That means if you only strip it from one side, the animal can eat. But to strip the tree to prune it, that would be, that would be us, or how would you know if you're stripping it from all sides? Then we'd, we talked about uh, unripe dates, right? We said that to cut it would be allowed, okay? However, to dry them out, that is you're preparing them for chol, for tzmukim, that would be usr, by, right, to suck out the juice. Rapapa allowed because he said it's davar avid, right? It'll get wormy, and therefore it's prakmatya avid, which launches into the prakmatya, which we said any, doing any sort of trade, again, it's a tircha, it's going to be usr, on Cholomayr. Rav Yaisi said, however, that Dabar Ovid is going to be mutter. We had the story, however, with Ravina that he waited till after the Mayid, even though he had an opportunity to sell something for 6,000, he was able to sell it for 12,000 more. Then we had the story of Ravashi. Uh, Ravashi allowed Ravina. Ravina was owed money. Can I go collect it? Can I collect my debts? And Ravashi said, since it's easier to collect today, it has a din of Dabar Ovid. We saw the same type of thing that they were makal, okay, by the Yurid Shalakam. We allowed them to go to a Gayish, um, uh, a fair, an Avodah fair, because they had the professionals there that were necessary to uh, make sure that the trade would be an effective trade and nobody would back out. Okay, and then we just, we ended off back to, as far as some, some traps, we said, we allowed, he allowed Southern Sheldugan Rav, that was Rav, Shavar Sheldugan Sheldugan Shemaisa Hedyet, but not of the Oifus, because he said that's Maisa Oman. However, Rabbi Yehuda allowed to make Tanuri, okay, which we said was specifically be Maisa Chama when it's going to dry on the Mayed, but if it's not, okay, if the oven won't be ready for use, then, then you, you're being tereach, yantif, okay? And to also to make sieves, to make a sieve on Cholomite, again, this is tereach nefesh, this is even my oman we allowed.